Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. This week, uh, since we're so close to the All-Star break, we'll be talking about the worst player, in our opinion, on every All-Star team for the last 10 years, from 2010 to 2019. But it is episode 126, so Jeremy, who is your 126 guy for either homers or wins? Uh, yeah, so Jack, I, um, I had to go with uh, my guy, Jason Kipnis. Okay, yeah, we're all Kipnises. You have a shirt that says that. Right, which I don't know if we've... Have we ever talked about that? I don't know if that's ever not come the, up on the podcast. Not on the podcast. Yeah, it's one of my go-to shirts. It's actually showing some pretty, uh, some pretty like uh, major wear and tear these days. But uh, sure. I've, uh, I've had it a long time, actually. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I don't know why I like Jason Kipnis, but... Um, uh, for some reason, definitely fantasy implications, but he's a he's a local boy. He's from uh, Northbrook, Illinois, which is uh, where um, my stats job used to be located uh, before moving downtown. But uh, so I'm uh, acquainted with the Northbrook area. Uh, actually, it's a pretty wealthy suburb. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, so I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was I, gonna say, Jeremy. Everybody knows you're rich if you're from Northbrook, right? That's right. Yeah, right. So, you know, makes sense. Jason Kipnis probably, you know, his family could afford to uh, fly him around uh, to these different uh, tournaments. Maybe not fly around, but travel around to all these different tournaments and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, probably probably one of the reasons why he made it to the bigs. But, uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. Just a longtime Cleveland Indian, uh, two-time All-Star. Um, see if he makes <laughs> one of our lists. Um, but uh, played last year with the Cubs and... Um, I was, uh, I mean, I was happy that he was a, a Cub, uh, you know, probably about like four or five years too late. Um, like he, he kind of, he kind of fell off a cliff a little bit, uh, after the 2016 season, after the world series season. Uh, I remember he had like a big Homer in the world series against the Cubs too. And I, I actually, I remember in, I think he came up to bat in the, in the uh, bottom of the ninth in that, uh, in that game, uh, game seven. And I, I think he hit like a foul ball, like down the right field line uh that like you know had a lot of power but was he he pulled it uh way too far uh but i was like don't let jason kipnis beat the cubs like that would kill me like in a world series but um but yeah uh he um yeah i would say after 2016 kind of fell off uh pretty pretty hard um and uh he's um according to uh mlb uh, according to baseball reference he's he's in a uh, a, a Braves picture um, in his headshot. So I don't know if he's with the Braves. Uh, yeah, it says minors. Yeah, his, he's got some minor league stats with the Braves. So it looks like he's in Triple A this year. Yeah, it's a, um, yeah, a fall from grace for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, the guy isn't on a major league roster right now. But um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Um, so they. So I do have this shirt from this. There was this like cool like T-shirt company out of like Cleveland that made these. Uh, I think they were called Fresh Brewed Tees. I don't think they're around anymore, but they had some really cool t baseball T-shirts. Um, and uh, it was a play on uh, when LeBron James was, um, uh, you know, really tearing it up. Like, I think the um, the Cavs were in the finals or whatever, maybe, or, you know, perennial uh, 
playoff team. Uh, they had a there was a thing with LeBron where it said like we are all witnesses. Um, uh, I guess deifying LeBron James, uh, which is always good for the ego. Um, yeah. But uh, but so then they made a shirt set that said we are all Kipnesses. Um, and uh, I had a T-shirt of that. I still do. It's uh, one of my faves. And um, yeah, I, that's that's certainly one that I'll never be able to find again. So I I, I might want to like you know encase that shirt before it completely disintegrates. Did you see uh, that clip of LeBron James confronting that public address announcer that was making the rounds of the internet? No, I think I saw that. You know, I saw that somewhere, but I didn't. I didn't investigate further. Oh, right on. Okay, yeah. I mean, he just uh, some public address announcer at his as Bronny James's uh, his kid's basketball game. Like the Bronny James got fouled and was going to go to the free throw line, and the public address announcer made a comment about how like he got a generous call because he was playing in an arena named after his dad. And LeBron James came down and confronted him, uh, I, I, which I guess rightfully so. That's not a public address announcer's job to be making <laughs> sure. comments like that. So uh, that's that's pretty good. Wow. One other thing about Jason Kipnis, Jeremy, I remember in 2015, you mentioned uh, you're like, oh, my friend uh, told me he broke up with his girlfriend this year, so he's going to have a good season. Uh, and he that's... did have a good season in 2015. He had 303. <laughs> that's right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I feel like I, I work with some guys at the stats job who – maybe new Kipnis or something like that. And, uh, yeah, that was like an inside tip, uh, <laughs> spring training tip. Um, but, uh, uh, don't, no need to, <laughs> no need to dissect the, uh, you know, the values of that statement, but, uh, he did, <laughs> he did do, uh, do well that year. So there you go. Well, there you go. Uh, so my guy, uh, Jeremy, I'm going with another former cub, uh, Miguel Montero. Nice. Nice. Yeah, cool. Miggy, Miggy Mont. Um, yeah. You know, I was, uh, so yeah, obviously, um, you know, he of the hell of a fucking game line after he uh, singled, I think yeah. it was, right? What a, uh, it, what a fucking game. Nice. I love that. Um, yeah, uh, you know, played for a long time, made a couple all-star teams, um, made $73 million in his playing career, so not not too bad. Um, I feel like, you know, he uh, he's gotten on the wrong side of, like, some pitchers who are assholes, so it's like maybe that speaks to, like, his character judgment. Like, I was reading the uh, SI article that came about out about Trevor Bauer, you know, in 2019, mm. um, and, uh, like, it said that, you know, when those guys were both with the Diamondbacks, Miguel Montero didn't like Trevor Bauer just because Bauer would always shake him off and whatnot. Um, so he didn't like catching him, and then, obviously, Montero got cut from the Cubs, because him and Arietta, uh, you know, had some differences. I think was it what was it? Montero called Arietta out for like just you know all of the stolen bases that had happened against their battery. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, that you know, I think I feel like that was kind of a. I feel like it was. I'll say this before, like uh, like, like headlining all of that. It sounds like Miguel Montero was right about all these guys um number one yeah. so so good for him but like i feel like that was slightly blown out of proportion because i think he was just i think he was just basically saying like we were all bad today sure and like he did kind of call he did mention arietta which like most players wouldn't do but i don't think he was like saying like you know hey go talk to arietta it's his fault like i think he was just kind of like spreading accountability around but it, it you know when you soundbite it it sounds like he was calling him out or whatever but uh uh hey i would uh I'll take Miguel Montero's side in that uh, fight any day of the week. Yeah, um, uh, you know, Jake Arrieta, uh, you know, such a self-serious asshole. Um, it sucks to see him doing so so poorly right now. You know, you really, you really yeah. hate to see it. Um, did you read the comments? I was reading an NBC Sports story about uh, Jake Arrieta. Did you read some of his comments after last night's game? 
Um, I I saw some here and there. Yeah. Yeah. So some some uh, some gems include the stuff's too good. I still have a lot left in the tank. There's no question about that. And then someone said, "Is he asked him? Is he worried about? Uh, he, he's nearing the end of his career at 35." And he said, "No, not even close." I mean, come on, man. Hey, to quote oh. the movie Billy Madison, are you in loser denial? <laughs> like the guy, like seriously, it's it. I mean, just admit that you sucked. Just admit that you suck. You know, not even in the past tense. Like, what's so what's so hard about that? Look at the numbers. It's it's objectively I, bad. Yeah, I actually, I didn't see those, Jack. I saw like he was basically saying like um you know there's no storybook ending like you know we're gonna have to do like do better and i'm a big part of that and it's like yeah dude you're you're a real big part of that um but like but also it's also not his fault for like um for management bringing him in as as a number three starter um you know fucking ridiculous uh um but uh, i don't know for the people who are saying like i feel like there's some there's like a belief that you know it's like um why we let John Lester go to 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 keep and then we bring back Jake Arietta. It's like you don't want John Lester either, trust me. Like he he's also not the answer, but like um Arietta is just like uh, yeah, he's he's garbage. Um that is just pathetic. Like the guy so they instead of DFAing him today, they fucking put him on they did like a mercy DL thing. I saw uh, that. They said he had a hamstring thing. Yeah, and they were talking about it on the broadcast tonight and they're like, you know, he's Ross said he's it's something he's been dealing with since May and they wanted Bullshit. to give him a, yeah they wanted to give him a chance to like get better just in case that's the reason why he's been playing bad and They're it's just like, trying to save face for him because he's a you know a World Series he's a franchise hero yeah I mean like so so are they just gonna keep him on the DL for the rest of the season then it's like fucking release his ass like get him the fuck out of there like it's it's a, it's 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 an insult that they even brought him out again after uh, his his showing against the the Brewers like that should have been it. And then last night he four batters grand slam. It's like you it's can't get do. worse than that. Unless no. I suppose if you gave up four solo shots in a row, that probably would be worse. But like um, it's like that's you did the absolute worst you could do. You gave up the most runs in the least amount of time to the least amount of batters that you possibly could have. And and it's like, oh, don't worry, we won't release you. We'll just put we'll give you a mercy DL or IL stint. It's like, give me a fucking break, man. It's so annoying and frustrating and insulting the fucking Cubs fans. Yeah. Um, and hey, you know what else, man? Miguel Montero, like David Ross, both of those guys were on the same team. David Ross is managing a major league baseball team. He's dating models. And where's Miguel yeah. Montero right now? You know, he's doing a, a fucking, you know, card signing in uh in Glen Glenbrook or whatever. Where where was <laughs> it you were gonna go see him? Um I feel like it was really far, wasn't it? Was it like um bowl was it Bolingbrook or yeah, was it? Yeah, it might have been Bolingbrook, yeah. Yeah, uh, or maybe it was like I almost want to say it was like Rockford or something, but uh, yeah, I no, I know. Like again, like I think we've that I think definitely think we've talked about that on the podcast. But it's like what like Miguel Montero like to witness the the David Ross like love fest. He's got to be like what like what what the hell is this like? You, this is a, you love this guy, but I'm like I'm fucking what am I chopped liver like you know like. Um, like I, yeah, I I feel bad for Montero. Like he's been slighted so many times, and like he got the fucking like it wasn't the game winning RBI, but like it turned out to be the decisive RBI in the goddamn game, uh, in in the World Series. And like people probably wouldn't. I bet if you ask like most Cubs fans, uh, you know, or if you ask a lot of Cubs fans, they probably don't even remember him, uh, no. or would even be able to say that he got uh, you know, he he, he caught got, a roll this Chapman second inning. 
that that's right he yeah right right exactly yeah jack that was your thing that you hit me to like so so uh, like back in the day there where like the fact that Aroldis Chapman got through that fucking uh, what would, it would have been the bottom of the ninth, right? Yep. Um, it's like that's a fucking miracle. And like I think he hit two homers. I think Montero hit two home or two, hit two got two hits in the whole playoffs. And it was the grand slam against the Dodgers in Game One and the RBI single in Game Seven. It's like congratulations, man. You you you've cemented your place. Like you're good. You know. Like those were two huge hits in the playoffs for the Cubs. So I feel like we're the only ones saying it, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, or us too, and like maybe Miguel Montero's like <laughs> brother or something, you know, um, Phil Montero. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, that's that's good, Jack. I'm glad, glad you brought that up. I again, like, just not to. I, I think we talked about it before, but like the line, like, "What a fucking game!" Uh, is my favorite, um, my favorite uh, memory of the of that game of that of the playoffs of the world series team like that's one of my favorite things just to read his lips saying that <laughs> well uh yeah i think i think we both made good choices this week jeremy two former two former cubs yeah right um, like it uh yeah jake marisnik jeremy what do you got well okay so yeah so this series i mean uh, you know just to put things into perspective the cubs uh you know are they 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 are looking okay tonight um although uh, Chris Bryant left the game early because fucking Didi Gregorius stepped on his finger, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the slide continues, uh, even if they win today, um, you know, they, they may, there's say, uh, fate may be sealed already. Um, so, uh, this Philly series has been, has been pretty rough. Um, one thing I think this is actually, I can't remember if this was in, um, uh, Oh yeah, it had to have been in uh, Saint in uh, in Cincinnati this weekend. Um, Jake Marisnik was playing center field, and you know we I think we all know what Jake Marisnik looks like. He's he's pretty, he's he's a kind of a, a scuzzy looking guy, like uh, just long hair and beard, and just like he looks like a kind of a general baseball dirtbag, you know? Yeah, he, he's in your Jeff Samarja, Michael Morse mold. Yeah, definitely, and like um, definitely more Morse too, because like he's got like a full beard, like. Samarja had that had that weird like, fucking like uh, pink panther like fucking pencil thin mustache and like yep. um or the you know Inspector Clouseau or whatever but like uh, Marisnik just looks like a grease ball and uh, I thought it was funny because they were playing uh, Cincinnati and he went and he caught a ball like in center field and he kind of like was he he caught it on the warning track like right up against the wall and he kind of like brushed up against the wall uh, as he caught it and like in Cincinnati they have like that kind of like that green vinyl wall you know that plastic whatever it is yeah um and he totally left like a grease stain <laughs> on the wall that's it was, funny it was really funny it was like um i don't I, I couldn't tell you what inning it was it must have been on the fourth of july i'm pretty sure um but he caught it and just kind of like like kind of brushed up against the wall as he caught it and like there was totally like it was like uh in coming to america when they, they leave the grease stains on the on the couch from the jerry curl i was um, i was gonna say it's it's like uh in a cartoon um, when a guy like runs through a wall and all you see is his outline, it's yeah. Like if Jake Jake Marisnik ran into a wall, like all you'd see is that outline of, of grease that's his body. Yeah, totally. So, um, quite literally a grease ball uh, leaving grease stains on the wall in Cincinnati. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Go back and and check the tapes for that one, but I'm pretty sure it was on the Fourth of July. Um, so so yeah. Uh, but but yeah, and so so they got fucking humiliated in Cincinnati. Came to Chicago. Uh, to play the Phillies, proceeded to get humiliated in, I think, the first two games of the series. 
um, against them. The Phillies are wearing this. And, like, so, obviously, you know, as a Cubs fan, sitting there watching them just get fucking pounded is uh, just demoralizing. Watching this, this season and, like, this this uh, this franchise get, like, you know, we're, we're witnessing the last moments of, like, the Brizzo and Baez era uh, all together. Um, so, not easy to watch. Um, and so what makes matters worse is the Phillies, uh, are wearing this fucking stupid straw hat when, when, whenever someone hits a home run and they said that like Archie Bradley was the one who started it. Um, and so like they hit, a, the, in this case, the Phillies hit a homer against the Cubs, you know, dreams are crushed even further. And you, you have to look at some asshole wearing the stupid straw hat in the uh, dugout. Um, I have to say that. Um, yeah. And so like, yeah. Okay. So an Archie Bradley is the one who introduces it. I, you know, H- Hoskins was wearing one. Uh, Harper was wearing it. Um, I have to say though, Didi Gregoris, even though he did step on Chris Bryant's hand today, he fucking refused to wear it. He like, he's like, they handed it to him and he just like set, set, set it down right away. So I'm like, good for Didi. Like he, he has a little more self-respect than to wear this stupid hat. So, um, it is annoying, but at least Didi Gregorius isn't having any of it. Maybe he, uh, maybe he's like Adrian Beltre, just doesn't like things touching his head. I mean, you know, I, that thing is probably fucking gross. It's probably like, uh, like they don't have a Marisnik on the team, but like the Harper looks just as as gross. Um, yeah, you know, sharing hats is, you know, I definitely, there's definitely things I won't, I will never share. You know, like to- toothbrushes, uh, even hats. <laughs> like hat, hats are hats. That's disgusting, man. Someone could have lice. Or like you know, or their hair is just greasy. I yeah. you know now now I'm trying now I'm seeing you know for health reasons maybe you shouldn't be sharing that hat. Yeah, I mean in the time of COVID, uh, are we do we really need to be sharing a straw hat with each other? So I love the I just love seeing Dee Dee like just not wear it. Like it's like fuck you, this is some fucking lame ass shit, and uh, he just he just did not wear it. So I, I appreciated that. Uh, for sure. I, I did, Jeremy, I did enjoy seeing those Phillies tee off on Eric Sogard. Um, I think Ugh. it was on Monday night. That was that was pretty funny. And like you texted me, like, where was the outrage for that one? Yeah, right. I know. It's like, uh, yeah, good for, um, I mean, I, I certainly didn't feel sorry for Eric Sogard. Um, um, it's pathetic that he, he's pit, he pitched three times, I think. Yeah, and yeah. he's got like four, three, four innings pitched on the year. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, and they said, yeah, he pitched more innings than uh, Craig Kimbrell during the losing streak. That's fucking pathetic. Jesus. Um, uh, to, as a follow-up to, like, last week's talk, uh, they have the, – uh, David Ross has continued to just make horrible decision after horrible decisions. Um, Nico Horner comes off the DL, uh, whatever, like two, three days ago, and he fucking – he goes two for four, and then they sit him last night. Um, so it's like, yeah, perfect. Great move. The absolutely the right move. Nico Horner should be playing every fucking day. Um, unless, unless he needed some time off, but it's like, why would you sit him? Just, just bad move after bad move. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, there's, I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, like, it's like, I feel like Ross should be fired for all, for, for his, the way he's managed these last like 10, 11 games. Uh, but, uh, I don't know, I guess his, his punishment will be having to manage like a team that's rebuilding. Um, instead of like enjoying like a cushy life, uh, doing any one ESPN game like you know a week or or a month, you know. Yeah, right. It's not that busy, man. You know, it's not that busy, as Rick <laughs> Sutcliffe would say. Um, yeah, Jeremy. One thing that kind of excited me was that the Brewers uh, they signed Rowdy Roddy Telez, uh, or they didn't sign him; they traded for him, which was exciting. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, probably a good move for the, for the Brewers. Um, he's, he's, he's a pretty decent player. Um, I gotta, I have to say, Jack, well, first of all, since we've gone to that fucking Brewers game, Jack, I'm on the fucking Brewers, uh, email list, which is not fucking cool. I've been, that's, I, that's funny. And I tried to, I tried to unsubscribe, uh, from it too. And like, I, I, and I was still getting, I was still getting emails even after that. So, um, I remember this, having this problem a couple years ago too. Uh, just, I somehow got on the, the mailing list and, and again, as the Cubs are losing, it's like, I'll get an email from, from brewers.com brewers continue like 10 game winning streak or whatever it was. And it's like, like, I don't fucking need this. And I, I try, and it's one of those things where I unsubscribed and like, I was still getting emails. Um, they did send an email. I, I don't know if I'm completely off now. Um, but, uh, they sent an email, uh, after the, the brewers acquired Rowdy Telez. They actually sent it. Like, I feel like I got it like, like 10 minutes after I saw the headline, which is like, Wow, they're like I didn't know Rowdy Rowdy Tellez was this big of a deal, but um, the email said like, "Welcome, Rowdy. Uh, you know, Brewers uh, acquire first baseman from from Blue Jays." And I was like, I thought it was a a hugely missed opportunity to not say Howdy, Rowdy. Sure, yeah. Um, you know, I. I I agree. I, I don't. <laughs> I got nothing else. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's I was like. If, to make to roll out the the red carpet for this guy, um, and then to miss that opportunity, I don't know who the Brewers. Uh, I don't know what marketing team they have writing their emails, but that was definitely a missed opportunity. So well, hey, I'm sure... you, you should email uh, Tom, uh, Tom tweet at Tom Hodricourt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he'll uh, he'll bring uh, like you know bring up the cause for for us little guys. Yeah, that guy's a fucking clown though, dude. So maybe <laughs> if he listens to this podcast, he'll know my he'll know my thoughts of him. But uh yeah, I guess he's just he's just a fucking Brewers homer. Um sure. that's funny, Jeremy. I'm on the Cubs email list now. Um oh, because okay. of the those Padres oh. tickets that I bought. Yeah, sure. That's fair. Well, I was going to say, Jack, if we ever go to another Brewers game, I'm going to have you pick up the tickets next time. <laughs> but um yeah, um but yeah, I uh I don't know. I, I don't know if I, being on the Cubs, the Cubs being on the Cubs mailing list these days is probably just the equivalent of just having like being under some spam account where it's just like, <laughs> what is this? Like, come on, this is bullshit. Cubs like buy tickets to a game. Fuck no. Why would I? Why would I want to go see these guys play? So. Well, I will say Rowdy Telez and Dan Vogelbach seem like the exact same player. So um, <laughs> there you go. Sure. You know, one gets hurt, they just replace him with a with a clone. Um, I, I know it's like guys, it's like brewers. You can have a guy who weighs less than 200 pounds at first base. I guess I don't know. But. No, it's 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 crazy. But uh, yeah, it seems like a good addition, and I think they're winning right now after after losing the first game uh, of that doubleheader they're playing against the Mets today. So we'll see we'll see how it works out. Um, yeah. So should we get to our uh, our our topic, Jeremy? Um, yeah, there was uh, there was one other thing I was going to talk about too. Um, the the just the uh, the the broadcast the. Um, Joe West is is calling is is umpiring the the series uh against the Cubs and Phillies and um I think the whole the whole crew I don't don't do umpire crews do they stay essentially the same for the whole season I think they all I think they do yeah they just like Joe West and his crew I think will work together the whole season I believe yeah okay that's what I thought well I'll just say the the rest of the guys on Joe West's crew fucking suck as much as he does. Um, the, that guy, Nick Lenz, I think his name was like the, the, who was umpiring, um, a couple, uh, days ago and he made a bad call tonight. Like apparently they made a, they made a wrong call. Like, uh, Nico Horner, this is an interesting rule, Jack, which I, I actually didn't know, but I'm also not 
um, a major league umpire. But like, I guess Nico Horner, I missed it. I only heard them talking about it. But like, Nico Horner um, hit a ball down the uh, you know right field line or something, and it bounced up into the stands and it hit the netting. Um, and bounced back in, and they called it a dead ball, and they put him at uh, first base or something. Uh, yeah, I saw. I saw that was on Monday. I saw that. Yeah. Was it okay? So they they talked about it last night, and they said that that shouldn't have been called a dead ball. It should have been a, a live ball. If the ball bounces up and hits the net, it's still live. That, um, that, yeah, that's that's uh, crazy. I, you, I guess maybe the nets are just such a new thing that nobody knew the rule. But you think the umpire should know the rule? Yes, the umpires. If anyone there knows the rule, should know the rule. Even above the players, it should be the umpires, and they didn't. And it's Joe West's uh, crew, so it's just like how uh, Tony Larusa doesn't know um, the uh, the rules. Uh, Joe West apparently doesn't either. So it's just another reason to dislike uh, the the guy and uh, his crew. And so I uh, just wanted to mention that um, because hey, come on, man, pay your respects, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, guys from. Uh, Nashville or whatever the fuck uh, they right, were, Louisville. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah. But uh, all right, Jack. That's all I want to say. We can get to uh, the topic at hand now. Okay. Okay. Right on. Um, all right. So, what? Well, basically, what we were doing is we were going through the uh, last ten years of All Star games from 2010 to 2019, and Jack, picking out. Yeah. Well, what did we we did this for? Um, and picking the worst guy on each team, right? Yeah, or just uh, as we perceived it to be. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I almost it's, I'm almost like Jack for our brand. Let's not even add that in. <laughs> let's just say that we, you know, whatever we decide is is canon. Um, you know, this guy is the worst. Therefore, we say he's the worst. Therefore, he is. Uh, sure. But, but um, don't we? Yeah, we shouldn't give him that that much that much leeway. Um, but. Uh, we've done this before with uh, worst member of the World Series team, right, Jack? Right. Yeah, that's we did. We did. Yeah. And uh, we also did like wor- didn't we do like worst? Um, we did worst player on the World Series rosters, I think, or something like that. Yeah, it was wor- yeah worst players um, uh, who, who on World Series rosters who won the World Series. I okay, believe, right? World Series winners. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, worst yeah. guys to get like a ring or something like that, maybe. Um, but yeah, for sure. So um, so yeah. Uh, uh, we, we did it with the All-Stars in, in honor of the All-Star uh, game coming up. And, um, uh, you know, the, the problem with the All-Star the, the, the game, uh, rosters that people talk about is that, uh, you know, there's there's um, one uh, – uh, each team has to have at least one representative. So then that opens the door for a lot of bad players. Um, and so I, I didn't cl- check it that closely if I was picking any of those single represent- representatives. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we went back, uh, last 10 years and I actually, so Jeremy, I'll say that I kind of like that about the MLB all-star game is that each team has to have one representative. So, you know, you'll end up getting a guy like, you know, for the mid nineties brewers, Kevin Seitzer, Jeff Cirillo on the all-star team. Uh, Cirillo might've made multiple all-star teams. I'm not sure, but, um, yeah, yeah, you know, you'll get, you'll get a guy who's just kind of random. And I think that's, uh, I think that's fun. Unlike I, I, the NBA, unlike the NBA where, where like, you know, the bucks went 10 years without having an all-star cause you don't, you don't need one on every team. Yeah, for sure. I, I I like it too. I I I'm call me crazy, but I still like the All Star Game, even though like the American League dominates the National League pretty much, um, uh, and they don't try as hard. Uh, I I like all the All Star festivities. Uh, always have. Um, and even even now post um interleague play, I still like it. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, the, yeah. Well, the, yeah the, the All-Star game was a lot cooler even when we were kids and, you know, like I was, you know, growing up in the mid-90s and, you know, you're a little older than me. But that was still at the point where, you know, there, every game for every team wasn't on TV. So, you know, you didn't really get to see those guys play a lot. Yeah. Um, now you can see them whenever you want. But, I mean, especially back in the, you know, the 70s and beforehand, like, and that might be your only chance to watch that guy on TV all year if he's not on the game of the week. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, I still, um, I still, I, I still, I even like the fucking home run derby. So, you know, calm, that's, I, maybe that's the true sign of a baseball junkie. Um, yeah, you like the all-star game more than Jacob deGrom, dude. <laughs> apparently. Um, yeah, I, uh, by that token, I, I'm fully in support of Jacob deGrom skipping the all-star game. It's like, he's been um, there and done that. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, Yeah. But, uh, you know, the guys had problems staying healthy. Let them let them stay home, you know, um, having a historic season. But um, all right. So do you want to start at 2010 and work our way up? Yeah, sure. We can do that. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So, uh, well, Jack, uh, this was a <laughs> this was an interesting one. Um, and like, honestly, Jack, I didn't really I tried. I was like kind of digging deep into the numbers and really trying to make like a case. But part of me feels like it's funnier just to have like the knee jerk reaction of just like, Oh, this guy, this guy sucks. You I, know? I did the same thing, Jeremy. So it's, yeah. good, it's good that we're both on the same page without really talking about it. All right. All good. All good. So, um, Jack for my, um, national league, uh, for 2010, I had Chris young of the Arizona diamondbacks. Yeah. He, he caught my eye. I didn't pick him. I was going to say, it'll be funny to see how many guys we have in common. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I agree. I remember Chris Young having a couple of good years around that time. Yeah. <clears throat> like hitting, maybe hitting 30-plus homers. But, yeah, his 2010 season, he finished with 257 average, 27 and 91. Um, 27 homers, 91 RBIs. That's, I mean, that's okay. It's pretty pedestrian. Uh, home runs fly out of Arizona, or at least they used to, because that's similar to Coors Field as far as um, it being easy to hit homers there. So Chris Young never really impressed me that much. That that's the other thing too, Jack. Is like I don't know if you used for your criteria like that year, like if they uh-huh. were like the worst, if they, if they were shouldn't have been on there because of base. If you if you made your choices based on that year's numbers, which probably has some merit, I kind of just picked like longevity, like just like just overall like yeah hit place in baseball. Uh, yeah. So Chris Young hit a lot of homers. He also struck out a shit ton of times and and hit for like a mediocre to bad average. So it's like yeah, I mean he's a career two thirty five hitter. It's like. You know, uh, he's he's bad enough to be to make this list, so that's that's why I got him there. I like it. Um, and so he was your NL guy. So let me give you my NL guy here. Mine was uh, Arthur Rhodes. <laughs> you know, I I saw Arthur Rhodes on there, and I was like, that's like that's like a career achievement. So that's like a Susan Lucci Emmy sort of thing. So I'm like, I couldn't I couldn't really I couldn't really do Arthur Rhodes like that. But yeah, a, J- a Jack Palance winning the Oscar for uh, City Slickers type of thing. You sure. know? Yeah, sure, sure. His numbers are not were not good to start his career. That's for no, sure. No, I mean, he started off as a starting pitcher. He yeah. was terrible. I guess um, that's why. I, I always just remember Arthur Rhodes being on a different team like every single year. Um, you know, he was just a he was a lefty reliever, um, you know, and, and so 2010 at age 40. I wonder if he was the oldest guy to make his first all-star team. Um, made that, it at age 40 for the first time. That's quite po- I'm trying to think of like other names where didn't um what I feel like there was a guy recently who like had never Oh, was it Nick Markakis or something? Had never made an all-star like until I don't think he was 40 though. I don't I think he might not even be 40 yet, but uh I think he was a guy who had never made one like for like 
the first like ten years of his career or something. But uh, this I this has got to be the oldest like first time All Star. Yeah, I, I mean it was like say. he debuted in '91, so you're talking it was the 19th freaking 20th year of his career, man. Um, that's crazy. And you know what? Get this, he didn't even pitch in the freaking game. <laughs> he didn't even get. I in. mean, come on, man. Oh, Maybe boy. he was like hurt or something during the all. But it's like. Come on, man. Who, who the fuck was managing that team anyway? I, I'm trying to find it here. I'd, but like, yeah, okay. Whoever, uh, uh, I, I can't even. Was it the Philly, was it Char, uh, Charlie Manuel? Because it's uh, a, it was the team who made the '09 World Series or World Series. Yeah. Um, is that it, Phillies it, Yankees? Yeah, that was that would have been Phillies Yankees. So whoever the Phillies manager was would have been like, Charlie Manuel, I think. Come on, man. Put the put the guy in. So Charlie Manuel, that's on you, dude. Yeah, Charlie Manuel, the guy who. I don't know if you remember this, Jack, but Charlie Manuel would like when he would go out to the mound to make a pitching change, his head would like fucking like bobble like a bobblehead. It was really weird. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, um, just just a fucking old fucking crusty baseball guy. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's pretty pathetic. That's that's you know not quite like Walter Payton not getting a touchdown in the Super Bowl, but uh, <laughs> pretty bad. Um, Jack, for my American League guy, I, so a lot of these guys, I, I had slashes because I'm like, it's hard for me to pick one. Um, I might as well continue, like, you know, just pile on to the, uh, the rain delay theater, uh, razzing, but, uh, my worst American league all-star, uh, in 2010 was Ty Wigington. Yeah, me too. Um, and okay. he's come up on the podcast before. I think he was a worst of fame nominee possibly. Yeah. Uh, did, did he make it in the worst of fame? Oof. Uh, I want to say, I don't, uh, he, maybe he did. I, I don't, I don't remember. We'll have to go back <laughs> oh. and listen to that episode. This, this is, uh, this is, you know, as you said, rain delay theater canon. We got to, Hey, as, as Robert De Niro said in taxi driver, I got to stop remembering this stuff, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, true. I think only four guys made it in, um, or maybe three, only three guys made it I, in. I like so. it. It was very selective, which, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes I feel like maybe the Hall of Fame isn't necessarily. Uh, but, yeah, Wigginton is, is for me, too, definitely, definitely did, it. Did you have any runners-up, Jack? I, I wrote down a couple runners-up. You know, he, his name, uh, 2010 was the last one I did, so I, he, I just picked him. Who were your runners-up? I had uh, Trevor Cahill and Neftali Feliz. Um, yeah, I saw Trevor Cahill too, and that's definitely a good one if you're talking about longevity, because like that guy, that yeah. guy will be a worst of fame candidate when he retires. He, you know, he's on Pittsburgh this year. He's hurt right now, but um, you know, I can't even believe he's still kicking around. But he did have a, exactly. a surprisingly good year in 2010. He was 18 and eight with a 2.97 ERA. Granted, he was pitching in Oakland, which is a okay. great pitchers, great pitchers park. Yeah, but, uh, that guy fucking sucks, man. Yeah, no, I mean that probably. That's that year is probably why he's still pitching today, I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, or you know, at least on a roster. Um, but uh, okay, sounds good. Uh, 20, 2011, Jack. Yeah, sure. So for the NL, I had Placido Polanco. Oh, nice, interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like what what was Placido Polanco doing on an All Star team in twenty eleven? Uh, that um, seems odd to me. I mean, the guy he, debuted in ninety eight, so he was thirty five at the time. He was on Philly. Um, you know, he had five homers, 50 RBIs, and 277 average. I'm surprised the guy had a he's a career 297 hitter, which is pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the guy wasn't that bad. Um, he's one of those guys. He's like he was like fantasy poison. Like he was good, but no one ever wanted to have him on on the team, uh, on their team. Um, but uh, one one of my uh, completely non baseball related observations about Placido Polanco is that the guy had like a weird. He had a fucking like weird shaped head 
Like yeah, he, I remember you always saying that he had a big a big head. Yeah, it was really like bulbous and like it looked like it looked like he got hit in the head and it like swelled up, but that was just <laughs> his head. Um, like kind of like kind of like we're t- kind of talking like Ken Griffey Jr. gigantism in in the Simpsons episode. Sure, uh, kind kind of like that, like to to like uh you know like two degrees like below what what Griffey ended up as in that uh, episode, but uh, but yeah um. But yeah, weird, weird shaped head. So there you go, Placido Polanco. Nice, nice. Who did you have for the NL? Um, for the National League, I had. So here's another thing, Jack. Too is like you know, I think like one of our rules for one of those things was like we can't pick like a middle reliever or um, uh, a backup catcher. Yeah, I tried not to try to stay away from catchers. Yeah, I I tried to also, but um, and and kind of like just. This guy was a starter. Um, you wouldn't have been able to tell, like the starting pitcher. But I, I, I took Kevin Correa. Oh yeah, Kevin Correa. Um, I remember him. Yeah, kind I mean, a, was he was on the Twins for a while, right? Um, or was yeah, he? it looks like parts. He was on for thirteen and part of fourteen. Um, yeah, I, I, he, I guess he would have been on your fourteen strato. Yeah, yeah. Oddly season, enough, right? he was on the Dodgers for that strato team. But oh, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I remember him being on Minnesota, like for the first part of that season, and looking up that he'd gotten traded. But okay, yeah, he was on the Giants and uh, the Padres. The Pirate, he made the All Star team with the Pirates. I have no recollection of him on the Pirates. Right. He made. This is definitely a candidate for like only representative. I, I would. I would almost. I'd, I'd say that's a pretty safe bet that he might have been like a sole representative of that team. Um. That year he was twelve and eleven with a four seventy nine ERA. I mean, I don't care to look at his, his splits to see what he was like pre All Star, but like, and his his career numbers are bad. So like Kevin Correa, yes. like he could be one of the worst ones on the whole list. So I, I had to go Kevin Correa on that one, even though and he wasn't a middle reliever. He was a he was a starter at that point. So uh, just bad, 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 bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, my guy is Matt Joyce. Nice. I was I, very surprised that Matt Joyce had actually made an all-star team. Yeah. I think at that point, you know, you might have, if so, if you were selling Matt Joyce future stock, uh, you know, you might have, you might have been able to make some money there. But uh, because I think like, I think maybe people would have maybe thought that he might be a good player, uh, you know, in his career. And uh, yeah, um, it's not been great since then. Uh, but no, the I'm surprised still he's still on a team. He's, yeah. it, he, uh, allegedly he is on the Phillies this year. Um, <laughs> right. on the, uh, he's on the 10-day IL, it says. Okay, well, that's why I didn't see him wearing a fucking stupid straw <laughs> hat. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, he's only batted fi- he got, got 50 official at-bats, but he, he is still kicking around. Um, that year he had 19 homers, 75 RBIs, and a two seventy seven average, which is kind of pretty in line with what he does when he's an everyday player. Um, he's just nothing to write home about. No, um, just... Uh totally ho-hum and uh yeah i he was on the he was on the the rays that year i'm trying to think if the rays were good in 2011 they probably were good so maybe he wasn't the only rep I, like was Longoria on that team? yeah they won 91 games that year so yeah so i don't know i'm not seeing anyone in the starting lineup but uh but yeah um well you know um no, no, no sense in looking any closer. Um, I'll just, uh, you know, I'll say that. Um, I'll agree with that. Uh, Jack, my guy um, for the American League um, was Alex Avila. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I saw him. I saw him there. And um, and and he gets extra points because he was a starter too. 
Oh God, was he? Yeah, he was the starting catcher for the American League uh, All Stars, um, and just like I mean, he's not the worst catcher in the world, but he, it's just like why is this, why do I have to? It's like if I was watching an All Star game, I'm like, you know, it, you know, play back, roll back the tape to 2011, and you might catch a Jeremy saying like, why why do I have to watch this guy in my All Star game? <laughs> Alex yeah, do hey former Cub Jeremy, former Cub, uh, they gave up. Um, uh, I think they gave up uh, Jimer Candelario and, and Isaac Paredes for him, and uh, I, I'd rather have both of those guys right now than um, than the whatever half year of Alex Avila we had. But, um, yeah, also, Jack, a guy who's still playing, which I can't fucking believe that Alex Avila is still playing. What team is he on? Is he on the Diamondbacks? He's on the Nationals, or at least he was on the Nationals. He uh, He's also on the DL. Um, okay. But uh, he had uh, 24 games, uh, 85 plate appearances. Wow, and his dad is the GM of the Detroit Tigers. So, right. Yeah, the, the much maligned GM of the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, right. Um, nice. Uh, okay, so, yeah, he was your uh, your NL guy. Is that right? right? That was my AL guy. Ah, your AL guy. Perfect, perfect. Um, excellent. Uh, cool. So we got, our, we got our 11 guys. That's good. Hey, you know, I will say one thing I'll say about Alex Avila is that he, um, he was – one of the guys who hit the back-to-back-to-back home runs mm. that we when we were both at that same game. That's true. White Sox, right? Uh, I think it was. was, oh, it, was it, 20, it was the Cubs, wasn't it? 2017 Cubs versus Reds, I believe. Yeah, right, I right, think, right. I think you got a Tops Now card of that. Yeah, right. They made a card of that. Yes, absolutely. That's um, crazy. So, uh, okay. Uh, still, still not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, All right, hey, I'm not me. trying to sell you on Alex Avila. Fair enough. Um, Okay, cool. So I think we're ready for 2012. Is that right? 2012, Jack. Hit, hit me with your National League guy. Yeah. Okay. I know Mine who was it is. Raphael for call. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, Raphael for call. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I right. could Because I couldn't decide what he was doing on an All Star team in 2012. Okay. All right. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I mean, the guy wasn't that bad, but like Jesus Christ, man, he was a 34 th- year old shortstop for the Cardinals at that point. Uh, um, that was okay. That's Cardinals Rafael Fercali. That is pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, he had five homers, 49 RBIs, and a 264 average. The thing I remember about Rafael Fercali is that I feel like when he came up to the big leagues, they said he was like 18 or 19, and then it turned mm. out he was older than he was. Do you remember uh, that? Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 I do now. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, uh, but anyway, you know. Overall, his career was solid. He hit 281, um, you know, 113 homers for his career as a shortstop, which is okay. And he made two other all-star teams. But, yeah, that making it in 2012, I was like, man, I could, I can't believe Raphael Fercal was still around in, in 2012. But he was. Yeah, that that's not good. I, I remember um, I probably talked about this on the podcast, but he um, he was the one who the, – the Cubs were trying to get him, and he ended up signing a, maybe with the Dodgers um, that time. And then he also broke Derek Lee's wrist, I, I think, like early on in must have been 2006 season. Um, oh, did he really? And like there was a ground ball that he was or like a bunt or something that he was trying to leg out at first. And someone threw it to Derek Lee and he had his arm extended and for call ran into his arm and like broke his like wrist or something. And, oh, uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Derek Lee was obviously like the, the top player on the Cubs at that point. Um, and uh, yeah, so didn't for, never forgot that. So that's good. Um, but Jack, I mean, I don't know. Um, maybe this was just like low hanging fruit for you, but I mean, Jack, Brian LaHare was a national league all-star in 2012. Jeremy, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, for some reason I must've just, that must've been an oversight. Cause I was talking about Brian LaHare with a coworker today. Oh, um, okay. and so it, it, about this very topic and I figured I was like, was it 2010 that he did? Okay. So it was 2012. I was almost going to call this the going forward. 
you know, when we talk about the worst guy in every all-star team, we should call it the Brian LaHare award. Yeah. I mean, as much as it pains me to say this, uh, cause, uh, I was a Cubs fan. I was, I was very, um, enamored with Brian LaHare's, um, first six weeks, uh, output, um, of the season. We, I think we talked about Brian LaHare at some point on the podcast, but I, I did, uh, uh, Paul Turner, who um, has never been an official guest, but was uh, mentioned in the Cardinals uh, episode uh, against the White Sox. Um, big Cardinals fan. I did tweet him. I, I did uh, text him uh, at some point in like early May, saying like Brian LaHare, baby, uh, uh, and he like I don't know, he like politely responded to me or something. But uh, um, yeah, like uh, not good, not not good. Um, I'm I'm happy for him that he made an All Star, but. It's kind of a mockery of the whole system, but um, uh, good for him. I'm sure he's got. He has to have some sort of memento uh, about that somewhere. Um, it's like that guy. You know, they talk about all these guys like watching the home run derby, and they're like, "Oh, I'm excited to go there and watch the home run derby." Like this guy doesn't deserve to be in the same dugout as these other all stars. <laughs> um, there may have been some people who paid to get there who like, yeah, deserve the spot more. Um, <laughs> But uh, but yeah yeah it's uh it's that's a tough one it's not a, not not great for, you know as a Cubs fan but um uh, good for him that he uh, got to be an All Star uh for for a day I love it um yeah my my 2012 one I for some reason uh, I thought 2012 was a little weird for Bota but I picked um I picked Ian Kinsler just because he had a shitty he had a shitty season so this okay. was one where I kind of just went by season but like okay. I was looking at all the guys and his uh, his season he must have had a bad second half or something because he played in 157 games. But he only finished with a 256 batting average, 19 homers, and 72 RBIs, 21 steals. But yeah, it's just that that's really not a very good season at all for a guy who made the All Star team. Yeah, um, and uh, was he 20? This is 2012. We're talking about. Yeah, he was he on was, the Rangers. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he was still he he still had some good years ahead of him at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, he was good in 2014. He had, uh, you know, well, he 275 with 17 homers. He made the All-Star team, won, won a couple more gold gloves. Um, that's decent for a, for, for a second baseman, I would say. It is, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, fair, fair. Um, Jack, I I did go with a reliever this time. Just I, I just thought it was just too much to look through, although his numbers were good for this year. But Ryan Cook um, for the A's. Sure, I picked a couple relievers too, Jeremy, and I do remember uh, Ryan Cook's name uh, coming up, um, yeah. and I thought it was pretty strange. What was he on the? A- he was on the A's, yeah, at that yeah. point. Um, it was yeah, his I, only I, year as a closer, really. Yeah, and that's definitely like a case of a really random guy making it. He did have a good season in 2012, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, a 209 ERA, but like, you know, you, you get that guy out of Oakland, and his, his numbers just, you know, in a small sample size, they just completely nosedived. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know, like, if. Um he only had 14 saves, so I'm not even sure he, he was either, um, a closer at the beginning or the end of the season. I'm not sure, but, or maybe you can just pick those up and just filling in duties. I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah, uh, just not really much longevity there. He was out from 2015 to 2018, which is interesting, but, uh, or between those two years. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, but, but yeah, just, uh, that, it stood out too much for me to to not put him on the list. No, absolutely. Um, all right, 2013, Jeremy. Uh, I'll, I'll start with this one for the AL. I did pick a reliever for this one. I picked Steve Delabar. I 
I wanted to take Steve Delabar, and then I got I, the name. He got bumped from my list. Um, but yeah, man, uh, his, his name sounds like something you'd you know you'd buy from an ice cream truck. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird name, or like he sounds like a fucking like casino owner or something, or like a <laughs> perfume, like a male, like a male cologne uh, creator or something, like <laughs> Delabar Cologne Eau de Toilette or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird. Um, yeah, I it's like. Man, it's like I'll I'll pay I'll pay someone like a hundred bucks for every every Steve Delabar fun fact they can name without searching it up. Like I like who who can who can speak on Steve Delabar? Yeah, man, I got I got nothing for you, dude. He was in me and my dad's 2014 Stratomatic season, but that that's about it. I got you know he was he was bad in in that season. He had a 4.91 ERA in 2014. 2013 he had a 3.22 ERA. This may I I was gonna say it may have been a case of you know. Uh, a guy being hurt and then needing another player to, uh, you know, to take his place. Yeah, it could have been. He could have been like one of those, like where it's like they, there's like four, the fourth choice or something. You know, um, definitely a middle reliever. He has two career saves. Like it's like what, what this guy was an all star. Like come on, like I could even make a better argument for for Brian Lahare. Although somehow right. he still didn't pick Steve Delabar. But uh, I'm looking at his numbers now and I'm like, maybe why, why didn't I pick him? But who, do, who um, did you pick for the well? AL? Yeah, Jack. I I ended up going with Justin Masterson. Oh yeah, did we see him make a start, or did we, he? Well, no, I don't know if we did, but he's one of those guys who just uh, like Jason Marquis, who seemed like he just kept hanging around. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm not sure that we didn't, because I feel like I saw him start at some point. But, um, and you know, I one thing that you know kind of um is like kind of giving me pause here is um. In 2013, so he was 14 and 10 with a 3.45 ERA. Lifetime, uh, 64 and 74, 10 games under 500 uh, record with a 4.31 ERA. He did lead the league in sh- in shutouts in 2013 with three. I don't know if that I, I I was trying to pick some guys and I'm like, oh, they led the league at some point in some category. So I'm like, all right, I I won't pick them because like they happen to be the best in their league at some point in something. Um, Jim Jim Johnson is actually the the example that I'm that I'm going by. It's like he let he had two say two years of fifty plus saves. So I yeah, pick th- him. that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Masterson is just like he's kind of like in that like Rick Porcello, like just fucking like Edwin Jackson, just like innings eater. Like you can count on like an ERA over four. Um, he'll be like you know fucking like nine and ten. Or like ten and eleven for 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 the season, and like yeah, with like a four thirty five ERA or something. It's like, I it's just there's so many guys like that. It's like it's like I don't want to think about those guys, let alone have them on my all star team. Yeah, exactly, Jeremy. Uh, you know, he, he's a guy who'll take the ball, but uh, you know, but definitely not much else than that. Um, yeah. For my twenty thirteen guy, I picked uh, Jeff Locke. For the National League? Yeah, for the National League, rather. Yes, uh, Jeff Locke of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that guy made an all-star team. Um, I always no, thought he kind of I always thought he kind of sucked. Um, his career ERA is 459. He pitched parts of seven seasons. Only two of them he had a career ERA under four. His 2013 season was his best season. He had a 352 ERA and 30 starts. Um, he walked 84 guys, though, that year in 166 innings, which is a lot. Um, but yeah, I guess it was probably slim pickings on those 2013 pirates. Although I'm sure McCutcheon probably made it too. That was his MVP year. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, yeah, he, he did make it. I'm really struggling to think of, of someone uh, like a, a worse, uh, all-star. Like that's just kind of like the, 
the 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 prime example of this this the the, the impetus for doing this um uh this topic but uh yeah i and i'm really really trying to remember a time where, where jeff lock was good like i'm like did I see a start of him where I'm like, yeah, he, wow, he really did well that, that game or something like I, I can't, I can't place it, but, um, but yeah, I, Jack, he was on my list as well. I kind of Jack, actually the first thing I wrote for the national league was everyone. There was just, <laughs> there was so many guys on that team that were bad. Um, Alan Craig, Pedro Alvarez, uh, Everett Cabrera was Oof. on, was on that list. <laughs> Jack, Jason Grilly. I looked at Jason Gurley. You were talking about Arthur Rhodes being on a different team each year. Yeah. I don't know if you have the ability to, to pull up Jason Gurley's baseball reference uh, right sure. now. But, like, not only was he on a shit ton of teams, but it seems like he never – he was always traded midseason. Um, yeah, the his, only year he wasn't, like, in the last 10 years of his career was with Atlanta yeah, in 2015. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, um, he was on two teams in – or multiple teams in 08, in 09 – in uh 14 in 16 and in 17 like that's crazy what um, a strange year he and he played from 2000 to 2017 he hung around forever yeah yeah pretty crazy um did have a good twitter handle grilled cheese 49 i don't yeah, know if that's that, good yeah i don't know if that's good or just like kind of just obvious but um good or like good for baseball players but um but uh, so I, I did have, uh, Jeff Locke on my list, but I, Jack, I also, I had to go with Dominic Brown. Oh God. Was he a left fielder? Yeah. For the Phillies. Oh, he made an all-star team. Yeah, he did. He did. I don't know why, but like, he was definitely like a guy who was like, um, uh, just, uh, a disappointment for, for Phillies fans for sure. Uh, Jack, I also want to say he appeared in that, um, in the Cole Hamels, no hitter that I saw in person. He was, he played in that game and he might've okay. even gotten an RBI, um, in that game, um, which would have, which turned out to be his last year in the major leagues, uh, at 27, but yeah, 25 years old. He hit, he went, he hit 27 homers, batted 272, uh, that season. So, I mean, obviously that was the pinnacle of his career, but, uh, a lifetime 246 batting average, just as much of a disappointment as people thought. Uh, he would be, although he was a 20th round draft pick. I mean, they shouldn't have expected that much, but I guess, I guess at some point he showed some promise and just never lived up to it. But yeah, I remember, so, remember people being excited about him. Yeah, um, totally. I saw Jeff Locke make a start. I think it was in 2016. Ooh. Um, and, uh, I, I remember like he, uh, he thought he was getting squeezed by the umpire. So, and like <laughs> the pirates dugout thought it too. Um, you know, so event eventually like Ray Searage came out to talk to him. I remember the umpire came up to the mound to like break up the huddle and Ray Searage started fucking jawing at him and Ray Searage got thrown out. Um, <laughs> you know, so now I'm looking at these 84 walks he had in his all-star season. I said, well, maybe he, he was, you know, missing the strike zone, but also it's like, yeah, Ray Searage, like you're, you know, you're going to get thrown out for Jeff Locke. Really? Right. I don't think yeah. it's, I don't think that's worth the fine you probably got from MLB for that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, and both those guys, Greeley and Locke, Jeremy, in 2013, both Pirates as well. So uh, I don't Ooh. know what, what voodoo the Pirates had going on that year. Um, yeah. Uh, so to, moving on to 2014, um, I picked a guy who's come up uh, a lot on this podcast, uh, the, the machinist himself, Devin Mezzarocco. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, yeah, I, I, I had several names written down uh, and like, you kind of have to go with that one, but uh, I'll pick a different one because I had I had four possible choices. Sure. But yeah, Mezzarocco for sure. 
Yeah, and, and that, that was a guy. He actually did have a good season that year. It was his yeah. lone good season. 25 homers, 80 RBIs, and a 273 average. That's, you know, that's pretty great for a, a catcher. Um, but, yeah, the rest of his career and was just mu- completely marred by injury. Um, and I think he was kind of a, a disappointment for Reds fans because he was a first-round pick, too, in 07. So I think people had high hopes for him. It just never yeah. happened. No, I actually, I also, I also, it was a disappointment for uh, my my fantasy baseball team, the Cecil Fielders, uh, too, because uh, I think I, I think I might even kept him one year, um, at, like I probably kept him from that year, from twenty, what was it, twenty fourteen, uh, into the twenty fifteen season because yeah. of the promise, and then just injuries and just badness uh, prevailed, but. Um, yeah, so that's a good one, Jack. I picked um, n- another red, uh, Big Pasta himself, Alfredo Simon. Sure, yeah, I, I saw that he made the All Star team as well, um, uh, and that that was surprising because, like, you know, the, a year or two later, you would have said about the guy that he shouldn't even be in the majors anymore. No, uh, yeah, absolutely. That was the year. I guess the, that was the year he kind of came came back as a starter, or like converted or like went back to starting and uh, and had a good year. Um, but, uh, two years after that are putrid, um, two years before that were good, but that was in middle relief. And then just his, his previous time, uh, before that, not good at all. Just 456 career ERA over nine years. Um, not good. Um, maybe, maybe kind of like, uh, uh, kind of a, you know, a cheap pick, but, uh, I had to go with that one. No, that that's a good one, Jeremy. Yeah, I was at a uh, I was at a Brewers game where he threw at Zach Davies. Uh, no, no, it was Chase Anderson. He threw at Chase Anderson. Um, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, so that's just that's just two bombs having having a beef with each other, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's no, that's a good one, Jeremy. Two two Reds, so two Pirates and then two Reds for 2013 <laughs> nice. and 2014. Um, yeah, my 2014 AL guy was Brandon Moss. Ah, that's who I had too, Jack. Nice. I seem to remember as far as that season went. That like you know he finished with twenty five homers, but I think he had like one in the second half or something like that. Ooh. I I didn't look at his splits for that season, but I remember them saying that about him. Two thirty four batting average that year too. I mean, come on. That's, yeah, it's just that putrid. Sucks. I remember those couple years he was on the Cardinals. So yeah, this this guy is you know, he had a couple years where he hit twenty plus home runs. Even in his last season, he hit twenty two with the Royals. But that's just a guy where like just nobody nobody. He was like a Chris Carter guy, you know. Just eventually people were just were just done with him. Yeah, it's 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 a guy who managed to make uh, home runs like not exciting or note or like uh, you know uh, praiseworthy. It's like this guy can hit uh, 20, 30 homers in a season, and you just it's kind of like yeah, I still don't think you're a good player. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. How can you you know how, how can you make the home run not exciting? Well, yeah. I guess ask yeah ask Brandon Moss or you know Chris Carter. Um, we we could do a whole episode about about those kind of guys, Jeremy. For sure. Um, Adam Dunn comes to mind, who who almost <laughs> made my list for one of these one of these mm. games. Um, Brett Gardner was my 2015 AL guy. Um, nice. The the constant Gardner. Um, <laughs> I I think he's because he's always been on the Yankees, man. He's like the one constant of all those fucking teams. He's still on the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. There's no I, reason for him to still be on the Yankees, and there's no reason for him to have played 70 games this year. He's hitting 197. <laughs> I also I feel like he's a guy that the Yankees finally wanted to like part ways with, and they they didn't. Um, they they couldn't they couldn't shake him. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, uh, yeah, I don't I just don't know like um, in in all those years like you know even more than when the Cubs would like 
faced the Yankees, like I was even not really afraid of Brett Gardner. Like no, so many other. There's guys. that joke in Rookie of the Year where uh, the manager's like, you know, <clears throat> he's talking about Daniel Stern's character who's the pitching coach, and he's like, I beamed him in the minor leagues, and he's been following me around ever since. Um, and it's like, well, that, that doesn't like, at some point, you know, they had to like sign this pitching coach to a contract and stuff. Like, what do you, what do you mean they've been, he's been following you around? Like, you know, right. you could have, you could have like, uh, sh- you could have, sh- uh, you could shake this guy at any point if you wanted to, but now he's, he's the pitching coach of a major league team. Um, and that's kind of uh, uh, what the Yankees are, are with, you know, Brett Gardner. Like, you know, this guy doesn't have to be on your team. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like nowhere. Nowhere is uh, is that in there unless he has dirt on Brian Cashman. You know we don't know, but <laughs> um, but yeah. So Jack, uh, I had to go with um, again just too glaring to to pick uh, or to not pick um, a guy who's been in the news recently. The first guy to be suspended for for uh, the sticky stuff after the um, after the ban, uh, Hector Santiago. Oh God! I totally didn't see him when I was scrolling through. He was—he yeah. he made the All-Star team in 2015. He sure did, Jack. He's um, well, they list him alphabetically, but he's at the bottom of the list. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe, maybe even if they shuffled that around by merit, he'd be on there. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeremy, I—I I thought it was a, a disgrace that the White Sox signed him in 2019. You know, I didn't know he was just four years removed from an All-Star berth. Well, Jesus, I you know I a lot can happen in that in in four years. He so. I'm I'm trying to put it in perspective here. He was actually so that was his like um, fourth full season in the in the bigs, and he actually looked like a good pitcher up to that point. Um, I don't remember he he came up with the White Sox. I don't remember how he left the White Sox, but he went to the Angels, and that's who he was on when he made this All Star team. Um, and he had a 3.59 ERA. Uh, he also led he did lead the league uh, in a category, but the category was home runs, so that's <laughs> not good. Um, and then after that, that was like his last hurrah, because then the numbers are fucking bad, real bad. They uh, are. From but Jeremy, there. we saw him uh, yep. make a start with the Angels. Oh, uh, oh God, we did, didn't we? Yeah, he started that game where Carlos Rodon got lifted in the first inning. Oh, wow. Would yeah, that have so been in 16? I can't remember if it was 15 or 16. I, I want to say it was probably 16, but I, I don't remember. Um, no. But yeah, we did. we did see him. I'd hate to forget that we saw Hector Santiago start in his All Star season. Well, I was gonna say, Jeremy, if we if we saw him in 2016, we would have been we could have been like, oh man, this like this guy made the All Star team last year. Right. This is yeah. exciting. Yeah, exactly. It's like, all right, we're gonna see a former All Star. This is gonna be great. Like, oh yeah. no, it sucked. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, and I actually, what's funny too is I think he pitched a lights out game that game. He pitched like six or seven scoreless innings. So yeah. Yeah. There you go, uh, Hector Santiago. That's a good. That's a good choice. Um, my NL guy for 2015 is your boy, uh, Jock Peterson. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. His numbers are. I mean, I guess it figures that he would have made one All Star team, but his numbers were bad that year. He had, maybe he had a good first half, but he finished with 26 homers, 54 RBIs, and a 2.10 batting average. That seemed early in his career to me for him to uh, have been an all-star but um yeah maybe people i think there i feel like there was a lot of hype surrounding yeah. him yeah um and maybe he made it based on hype or something yeah right that makes sense if if if, if that's a narrative because that was his first full season um and i'm sure he probably got off to a good start and people thought he was going to be a good player i wonder what he was hitting at the break um but uh yeah 210 average for that year is pretty bad yeah, so my guy, yeah, so so Jack Peterson. Well, I guess he's always he will always have that one All Star game. Um, who was your guy, Jeremy? 
Um, for twenty uh, fifteen, this is a really tough choice, Jack. Um, I'm gonna go with Shelby Miller. Okay, yeah, he uh, that guy can't. He's he's been a bum. Like he he, he had a couple good years with the Cardinals, but he's been a bum for most of his career. Yeah, and uh, couldn't can't even make this bad Cubs team. So uh, so yeah, that that's a that's a sign there. Was was traded um by um he was acquired by the Diamondbacks from the uh, Braves, which was the year that he made the uh, All Star team, um, and uh, in a bad trade where. I mean, at the time, it looked bad trading away Dansby Swanson, but uh, turns out uh, kind of no harm, no foul, maybe in yeah. that in that trade. Um, but at the time, it looked bad. Um, but uh, his his 2015 numbers are weird, Jack. He was uh, he had a 3.02 ERA, um, led the league in starts, um, but he was his record was six and 17 that year. Yeah, they must have never scored for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was the original Jacob Degrom, I guess. But uh, right. So he made the all-star team. Uh, bad wins, loss record, but uh, we all know that doesn't really matter. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, not good. I, Jeremy, I can't believe he pitched two innings for the Cubs this year. That's uh, that's crazy. I remember reading that they'd acquired uh, him, but uh, yeah, that's it's uh, it was a dreadful two innings. Two two innings pitched, seven seven hits, seven earned runs, and um, five walks. Jesus. You know, you might have been able to fool me on that one too, Jack. I don't remember those innings or yeah it's probably um, a good thing that you don't yeah no for sure um yeah i'm glad i don't i think they released him i think he's released now at this point okay okay um uh all right 2016 uh I'm, the guy i picked was Aledmiz diaz okay uh, you know that that's like your steve delabar fun facts you know like if you would have told me that Aledmiz diaz had made an all-star team i wouldn't have believed you for sure, yeah. Give me someone. Give me one. I actually have a funny thing to say about Aledmus Diaz, who I actually also picked, Jack. Uh-huh. Um, I I'll say this, and I'm not going to talk about him because he's not worth talking about. But like, I had Stephen vote on my list twice, and uh, he was always a runner up, and I just I couldn't get him in there. But again, like in an All Star game, there is no backup catcher. Um, but right. he was one of three catchers on the roster, and like I, I don't understand how that guy fucking was a guy at any point let alone he looks two. like just a regular person not a professional athlete yeah right he looks like um like a guy like a beer vendor like a beer like delivery guy or something <laughs> like he does he that's why milwaukee brewers fans liked him so much yeah like, he is definitely a brewer yeah for sure yeah that's that's for sure um so so yeah, I don't I don't know, but uh, that's a that's a that was a weird one. But no, Jack, I also had Aledmus Diaz. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, that guy is completely unremarkable. For twenty, uh, you, we might have had the same guy for the AL too. I had Michael Saunders. Um, I had him too, but I uh yeah, that's who I was gonna go with. I also wrote down Marco Estrada, but uh, Michael Saunders was the guy to pick there. Uh, but before we move on to that, Jack, let me tell you my Aledmus Diaz. Oh yeah, story. sure. Um, so, uh, in 2017, uh, when I got back into card collecting, um, there was, there's this set, uh, the Topps Heritage set, which is the one that recreates old looking cards. So they were doing the 1968 set. Um, that set is, consists of like 500 cards, but the last 100 cards are like these like short prints. So there's just like, there's less of them in circulation than the regular cards. So they're actually worth a couple bucks, like, whereas a, a a common card is worth like maybe like 50 cents or something, or maybe less than that. These, these, these short prints are worth like, let's say $2 or whatever. And so Ledmus Diaz was one of these short prints. 
um, in the set. And so I was um, on, I, I was I was building all 100 of these cards. I was building the whole set, so I had to yeah. get like these hundred cards. And um, you know, you buy the cards on eBay, and so people will list a card for like four dollars or best offer, and then you offer like two dollars, and then they counter with like three dollars, and you know, you go back and forth, whatever. And um, I I don't remember how this happened, but not only did a it, it introduced me to like the fucking crazy baseball card sellers on eBay who like value their cards like way too much. Um, but this guy, I, I, I offered this guy, um, I offered him like maybe like he had like five or six cards that I wanted and I offered like a buck 50 for each of them or something. Um, and he like wrote me back and he said like, you know, your offers are an insult. Um, and like, you know, these like, it's not even worth my time to send him for this much. And like you, you insult me by, he, he sent me this crazy message just saying like, you know, like I was some kind of like monster for offering like, and and I did it because I was buying like six of them. So you can save on shipping basically. Right. When sure. you combine them. So for some reason though, he, he accepted the offer for the Aledmus Diaz card. And, okay. And he said like, he's like, I, I should have printed out this email. Um, but he's like, I'll sell you the Aledmus Diaz for that much because that guy will never amount to anything and you'll be, and you'll, and, and his card won't even be worth a, a buck 50 and you'll regret buying it or something. Like he sent me this crazy message. And so like now when I think of Aledmus Diaz, I always think of that situation. Um, and, uh, just how crazy this guy was. I re- I do remember I saved his, his, the envelope, which had his address on it. And I'm like, it might be good to keep this on file or something. Yeah. Just, in case he comes to kill you or something, man. Yeah. It was crazy. And like, he had like old guy handwriting. I, I, I want to say he was like, he seemed like he might've been like a super old guy. I don't know if he was like maybe losing it a little bit, but, uh, that's my little weird Aledmus Diaz uh, anecdote. I guess whatever else you can say about the guy, he was right about Aledmus Diaz. I, that's true. I wonder if he like is like he's like ah, ha, 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 ha. I was <laughs> right. That bum. Like I don't know. Uh, Jack also Aledmus Diaz still playing. He's on he the Astros is. Yeah, he's year. with the Astros. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Very yeah, very weird. Um, and yeah, my guy for for uh, sixteen for the AL was uh, Michael Saunders. Yeah, just like. I don't remember that guy being good, but I guess no, he was an no. The only thing I remember about that guy is that the bad guy in season three of Twenty Four is named Steven Saunders. So that oh, was what nice. I always that was what I always thought of when I thought of Michael Saunders. So yeah, there you <laughs> nice. go. Something that's not even in in related. Uh, who was your <laughs> AL guy? It it was also Michael Saunders. Jack. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. there you go. Uh, same page, same page for both the Twenty Sixteen guys. I love it. Um, yeah. Twenty Seventeen, Jeremy for the AL. I had Brandon Kinsler. Okay, yeah. I mean, we just saw a Kinsler jersey last week, which is yep. kind of nice. Uh, just saw him pitching for the Phillies, uh, you know, two nights ago, and I was surprised that he... Because, you know, we were in the parking lot at Miller Park or whatever, and yeah. uh, we, we were we were like, well, who is Brandon Kinsler pitching this year? Like, he might be with the Marlins. No, he was yep. with the Marlins last year. He was... That answered my question. He was with the Phillies. His, his ERA is garbage this year. It's 8.05 in 21 games, um, 19 innings pitch. So he's, he's you know, I think he's... Uh, He's on his way out of the league, but he did have a good year. He must have made the all-star team with Minnesota. His ERA overall was 303, and he saved 29 games that year. So he was pretty solid for them. Well, luckily for me, Jack, I turned the game off by that point. So I didn't I didn't see Kinsler pitch, and I was going to tell you, Jack, I'm like, oh, Brandon Kinsler's on a team because, uh, yeah, we were speculating about that. Um, I didn't pick him, though, Jack. Um, I ended up going with uh, basically the same thing, uh, Chris Devensky. 
Oh God, yeah. Was he? Uh, I remember, I mean, he's on the Astros, uh, maybe now, right? Or was um, he uh, has appeared in eight games with the 2021 Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he was okay. He made the All Star team with Houston. I, I never could have told you he made the All Star team with Houston at any point. No, because um, last year uh, only in four games, but uh, he did pitch with Houston last year. Had a 14.73 ERA, uh, so that's not good. Um, but uh, but yeah, he was a, definitely. I this is like you know definitely a middle reliever who made it. Who I was like you know, um, it's it's one of those things where it's like oh it's nice that they honored the middle reliever. But at the same time, it's like this is not really what people want from an all-star game is to see a middle relief pitcher, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so so that's he made my list there. Chris yeah, Kavinsky. and originally drafted by the White Sox, so yeah, one Ooh. that one that got away for them. We'll have to give the White Sox some shit for that at some point. They let him <laughs> let him get away. And actually, my my 2017 uh, uh, NL guy is a current White Sox. Yep. Maybe um, he's on the IL right now, but Jake Lamb. He was my guy too, Jack. Uh, for for National League, I I liked Chris. Or I liked uh, Jake Lamb when he came up, but um, yeah, just uh, I don't know what happened. He seemed to have some promise in Arizona, and then just like he's like a Mazzarocco of... guy. Just I think it was just injuries got him. Yeah, I guess so. Um, he was on the the A's at some point, maybe last year. I think. Yeah, it was. It was last year. Yeah. Yeah, kind of crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, kind of a bummer. Um. Yeah, two two years there. I mean, batting average was not good, but uh, but yeah, 20... twenty nine and thirty homers in sixteen and seventeen. So that's yeah. that's pretty solid. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, so that was my guy too, Jack. Nice, nice. I mean, hey, who knows, man? Maybe we can keep going down the line here. Uh, twenty eighteen AL uh, Jed Lowry. All right, we're on a we're on a hot streak, Jack. Yeah, there you go. See, it's it's easy to just pick out these guys who are bums, but like his numbers from that year were not that bad. Uh, in twenty, I, I could not have told you that Jed Lowry had a good twenty eighteen season. I had no idea. You didn't hear anything about it. But yeah, I mean, no. played in one hundred fifty seven games, twenty three home runs, ninety nine RBIs, and a two sixty seven average. And it's like he's on Oakland again this year. I, I haven't watched an A's game, but like he's still on. He he's on Oakland again. He was on the Mets for a you know a minute in twenty nineteen, and yeah. he's back on Oakland again. Like I could his, not have told you that. It's like his third stint with Oakland, as, as far as I can tell. Which yeah, is and he's played. Sad. He's playing every day too. He's played in eighty-one games this year. He's got. Yeah. He's already got three hundred twelve plate appearances. Yeah, I know. Crazy, crazy. Um, Jed Lowry was a guy who like kept getting into scuffles too. At some point, I I had him on my fantasy team at some point. Just I, I think mostly because shortstops are hard to come by. Um, but uh, or maybe he was second base at that point. But like, um, middle infield, I should say at least is is hard to come by. And so I had him on my fantasy team for for like a year or something. And like. He was, I, I think he got into a scuffle with like Bo Porter, like, uh, who was like maybe the third base coach of the Astros at some point. Cause he, cause, uh, Bo Porter did manage the Astros, but I think maybe he got promoted. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It could, he could have been the manager at that point, but like okay. Lowry, like put a bunt down or something in some situation and, uh, Bo Porter got mad at him. I don't remember what it was, but, um, yeah, there was like benches cleared and stuff and. Sounds like an unwritten rules thing. Um, I think it was, and like I actually thought like Jed Lowry was was in the right in that situation, um, and he thought like he's like, what the hell is this guy yelling at me for? But I feel like there's been other weird Jed Lowry things where I'm like, I think he might actually just kind of be a, a little prick. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, so um, so yeah, so Jed Lowry, yeah, I, I had to put him on my list too. 
All right, at age 37, though, still kicking every day for the A's. Um, yeah. 2018, Jeremy, this guy actually had a good season in 2018, but what the hell? Uh, you know, this was before he got his life ruined by his agent, oh. uh, J- Jeremy Jeffress. That was that was a that was a very like that pick was right there to be taken, and I didn't I didn't go for it. Um, in reality, he probably is the worst guy on that team. Um, but uh, I I uh, respect what he did for the Cubs last year, even though the Cubs didn't want his ass back. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's probably that's probably the sound pick. Yeah, and he, his numbers yeah. were good for the Cubs. I think they said his advanced stats were really not very, very good. But yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, a one fifty four ERA and twenty three and a third innings. I mean, you know, the uh, the numbers are the numbers. You know, I don't know what is yeah. how many inherited runs he allowed, but I, I mean, those are good numbers. Yeah, I think his BABIP was really like uh, low, and um, I think um, it might have been like XFIP or something. You know, I don't know. Something was like didn't like signify that he was definitely due for a, a big regression. Um, but maybe that's maybe that's what the the, the agent uh, said. Like, <laughs> look into the XFIP. He's like, look into the XFIP, um, and then he's like, you ruined my life. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I didn't pick. So the streak ends there, Jack. Um, this is one where like I I had um, I have three picks here. One is um, like a knee jerk pick. One is a fuck this guy pick, and one is like my like my reasonable pick. So I'll, we don't need to go that in depth on these guys. But my my knee jerk pick, Jack, was Ross Stripling. Okay, yeah, I, I looked at him too. Sure. Yeah, my okay. my my like f this guy just because I don't like him pick is Matt Kemp. Yeah, um, I'm surprised he made the All Star team in 2018. Yeah, that's starter very weird. too. Starter, that's yeah. just fucking sad. And uh, my like rational pick was Mike Fultonavich. Okay, yeah, that uh, you know, get a get a name that's easier to pronounce. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why isn't it Fultinowitz? Why is it? <laughs> that's what I always thought it was. You know, it's like Mintkevich. You know, yeah. Doug Doug Mintkevich. Uh, yeah, but Mike Mike uh, Mike, uh, how, how is it Fultinovich? Full yeah. Foltynewicz, Foltynewicz. Folty. Let's just yeah, let's just yeah, start with Folty. Um, yeah, that guy always seemed like the most unexciting pitcher on the Braves uh, in uh, on, in any season where he's pitched for them. Yeah, and there was there was a talk at some point. Uh, I'm gonna guess it was after maybe the 18 season of him coming to the Cubs, and uh, or yeah, yeah, after the 18 season maybe or um, fuck, I don't fucking know when when it was, but or maybe like trading for him or something. Um, he's not been good at all since the 18 season. Uh, he was good that year. He, he, yeah. Two complete games and a shutout, which is sad that that was like a league leading stat Two complete games in 2018. What the fuck? There was no one threw three complete games that year. Jesus. Yeah. That's it. It's not like it used to be for sure. Yeah. Um, wow. And so. he's in the, he's in Texas starting rotation this year and he's been terrible. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually pitched 94 innings, so you know, he's almost on pace for 200 innings pitched, which is which is kind of insane to me. His ERA is 5.17 in those 94 innings. So, yeah, yeah the dude sucks and he's give, he's already allowed 20 21 home runs. Ugh, yikes. That's not good. And his, um, he's got long hair. So there there's just nothing good. <laughs> nothing good here. Yeah. Um yeah, that's uh just yeah, unfortunate. I thought he was going to be good and just he wasn't. So, um that's that's my real pick. Um Stripling actually has good numbers, but like I, I don't know, he's such a he's such a fucking putz for that that stupid thing where he like showed up. Joe Panic, which was a guy who almost made my list for 2015. Me too, um, me too. But his numbers aren't like that bad. But I also am like not. I wouldn't fear facing Ross Stripling. 
No, and you know, for those of you who didn't see it, he uh, earlier this year, just about a week or two ago, um, he was pitching for the Blue Jays, I believe it was, and he uh, Joe Panic made an error, and uh, Ross Stripling was on the mound, and Ross Stripling basically looked at him and was like, "What the fuck," you know, and you just you don't you don't do that to your uh, to your fielders. It's a shitty thing to do. No, so, especially when you're not yeah. a good. Yeah, pitcher. especially when you're Ross Stripling. You know, I yeah. could see if it was like Kershaw. But uh, yeah. who just went on the IL? But yeah, not not Ross Stripling. Um, all right, so 2019, uh, last year, last year here. Um, the last there, year, yeah, right. There was there no was All Star game last year as as well. Uh, hey, I'm surprised they named an MVP as Cy Young Rookie of the Year. They did every other <laughs> fucking thing. I'm surprised they didn't also have an All Star game after <laughs> they, after 30 games. I was gonna say yeah, 30 game All Star. That would have been pretty funny. It would it would have been funny. It would. Uh, so yeah, my my 2019 guy. I, I don't know if this is a fuck you thing or. A, or what it is, but it's it just it just kind of grosses me out to think that Felipe Vazquez was in the uh, 2019 sure. All Star game. Um, yeah, you know, and a, a month later he would be arrested for things I don't even know if we can talk about on the podcast. So yeah, yeah, just a just a fucking scumbag, just a complete. He's probably in. I don't know what what what's uh, mm. what he's what is where his case is at now. He's probably in jail. Maybe not even in the states at this point. I, maybe he got extradited. I don't I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, he will never he will never pitch again. So you know, no. um, uh, I think although, you know I think the same thing is going to happen with Trevor Bauer. I don't think he's ever going to pitch again. And you know, we'll have more to say about that in a, a different time. Um, but uh, yeah, Felipe Vasquez is my pick for sure. I mean, yes, unless he has Bill Cosby's attorneys, maybe I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, never say never, Jack. But um, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good pick, uh, Felipe Vasquez. I was gonna pick him, but I'm like the numbers are like not the, the numbers alone. Uh, I think I f- felt like he 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 was just good enough to not make that list. Jack, I I picked Josh Bell. Yeah, Josh Bell had one good half a season in his whole career. Yeah, I mean that's been a so huge great. disappointment. Yeah, and again, I get I get some bonus points there for him being a starter too. Um, He's uh he's got 12 homers with a 2.42 average for the uh for the Nationals this year but like again like the Pirates getting rid of uh Josh Bell um you know it's 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 kind of like he was going to be I feel like he was kind of the guy who like became the face of the franchise after McCutcheon left and now they just got rid of him and um yeah 37 homers uh 277 in uh 2019 but then really bad in 2020 um, and obviously it was a short season, but, um, but not, not that much better this year with the nationals and, uh, yeah, just not, yeah, yeah. Just overall just hasn't been great. Yeah. I mean, you look at Josh Bell and like, he's like, he's like a big, he's a big dude who looks like he should be able to hit, you know, right. he's built like Frank Thomas, um, yeah. or Ryan Howard. I'm just some big burly dude that you would, and maybe it's because he's a switch hitter. Like not, not you know neither one of those guys was ever a switch hitter so maybe he should like give up switch hitting or something but like uh, yeah the guy's just uh, he's just been a, a massive disappointment um, and you know the way he was talked about you would have thought he would be like a perennial all star at this point and yeah it's just he, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him be one of the revolving doors of uh, first baseman for the Brewers at some point yeah fair um uh yeah I know it'll be interesting to see I won't where where he surfaces uh this year or like in the future um yeah so that's who i had um jack for my american league guy um i'm only saying this because i i hope you have a better one than me because i'm i'm this was 2019 was tough because like um you know these 
I don't know. Actually, man, there's I don't know. Now I'm now I'm looking at this roster again and I'm like, should I pick this guy? My knee-jerk reaction to pick Jack was Brad Hand. Sure. I mean, I, I actually looked at Brad Hand, and he's like a three-time All-Star, which is weird. He is, and he's got good numbers, but, like, I just feel like he's been, like, I feel like no team has really fought that hard to keep him. He's, like, one of those guys where it's, like, it's like, oh, here's a closer that we could flip, um, you know, who, who may be bad next year, but, we'll, like, we're not going to be left holding the bag, so, like, let's get rid of him. Like, the pod, the, the Padres... We're like more than happy to trade him. I feel uh, the car, the 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 um, the Indians. Like yep. I, I don't know if he they let him go or they traded him, but uh, he's with the Nationals now, and uh, he has good numbers. But like I don't know. It's just like he's he's a guy who's never really like I don't know. He doesn't have the he does he for having like good um, numbers. He's I feel like he's not listed in the top echelon of of current closers. You know, Jeremy, let, let's talk about the Nationals for one second. Like, what are the Nationals doing? It's just a bunch Ugh. of a bunch of retreads, man. And Josh Bell is on the Nationals. Kyle yeah. Schwarber, John Lester, Jordy Mercer, Josh Harrison, uh, uh, Brad Hand. It's like, you know, it's just every every guy who you could possibly think of who was good like six years ago, five, six years ago, is on the Nationals right now. Yeah, I know. And um, I wonder if they would have traded Schwarber if uh, Schwarber didn't get hurt. Um, yeah, that's a good point. He's only on one year deal, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, maybe did did they sign him for a two year deal? I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, I I don't know. Um, uh, but he, I mean, are they gonna? Would they even need him next year? Maybe that you know, like even if he was, I'm not even sure. But um, but yeah, I, I, do I get bonus points, Jack, for having two guys currently on the Nationals <laughs> from 2019? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a, that's a good one, Jeremy. I, I never would have predicted that both of those guys would end up on the Nats, um, for sure. My guy, um, speaking of the revolving door of Brewer's first baseman, is uh, Daniel Vogelbach. Okay, all right, yeah. Like, just uh, God bless him for, for making an all-star team. You know, it's it's good good for him. It's You know, Jeremy, when those, like, uh, when we went to that, uh, you know, rookie, not rookie, uh, the senior all-star game at Wrigley Field in Chicago, like, and they were like, oh, that's that's good for these kids that they get to play out here, those people behind us. It's like, it's... <laughs> It's yeah, it's good for good for uh, Daniel Vogelbach that he gets to be on the 2019 All Star team. You know, it's kind of how I feel about that. You know. Yeah, I I'm trying I'm trying to look it up really quick, Jack. I almost want to say he was like the fan vote. Well, he had a he had a yeah he might have been and he, f- he actually did have a good first half and that Mariners team was was just a hot garbage that year. We saw them play in Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they just they had fucking nobody that year. Um, so they had to they, this is an instance where they had to pick somebody. He did hit 30 home runs and walk 92 times, so his average was 208. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Um you know, a guy traded uh you know, drafted by the Cubs and and uh you know, uh I I wonder what would have happened if the Cubs didn't have Rizzo if if Vogelbach would have made the team uh, as a Cub. I suppose with the way that the Cubs were playing at that point, there's no reason why he wouldn't have become the starting first baseman for the Cubs at some point. But uh, and he was a second round pick in 2011. That was that was was that Theo's first draft. Um, could maybe, be maybe maybe not. Yeah, maybe did he did he draft from 20 in 2010. Maybe. Ah, shit. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, yeah. He was a second round pick, so you know, obviously they saw something, something in him, and he probably. Got, I think he. I, I was looking at this. I think he got like a million dollar bonus or something like that. So. Ah, there you, go. you know. Yeah. They uh, obviously saw something in him. Um. He might have been another Brian Lahair. <laughs> Possibly. Um. 
Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's, you can't argue with that one. Love it. Love it. Love it. Did we do Euro AL guy? Yeah. Brad hand. I'm losing it. Right. Brad hand is on the Indians. For some reason I was thinking he was, uh, in the national league, which he is now. Okay, cool. Well, I think we, we did it, Jeremy. Yeah, we did. Um, uh, I, I don't know who's the worst guy on this year's, uh, rosters. Uh, but I, I, I gotta say like, uh, today, um, I didn't even know how many people were in the the home run derby, but um, uh, I thought that they had already finished the naming all the participants, and it, it looked pretty crappy. And for a guy who actually likes the home run derby, I was kind of bummed that there weren't better guys in it. Um, but today they 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 added uh, Juan Soto um, and Joey Gallo, and Joey Gallo is bad, but like. He should be in a home run derby, probably. Well, uh, although isn't Otani he... doing the home run derby? Otani is, yeah, that's right. I, Jack. I don't, I don't want him to do it though, because I feel like he might get hurt or something, and that would suck he, for him. Yeah, I know. It's it, they're they're kind of they're kind of you know he's flying a little too close to the sun. I feel like they're gonna like they're doing a lot of they're doing a lot of ballsy things with him. Like you know, like they had him like leading off and pitching one day, and it's like okay, so he comes off the mound and then he has to like lead off and expected to, you know, hit for power and average. Um, like, that's kind of rough. And they're saying he's going to pitch and hit in the All-Star game, I guess. Or, like, I, they're saying, like, he's – I mean, are they, like, guaranteeing that he's going to pitch and hit, I guess? I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, hey, I, I like that his fate is in the hands of Joe Madden. <laughs> I know, right? And would have um, been Mickey Calloway, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, um yeah, I don't know. Um, I I hope that uh, yeah, I hope that Soto doesn't get screwed up from from participating. But um, but so, yeah. yeah, you know they should they should dig up like Brandon Moss, you know, dig up old uh, guys and be like, hey, like we'll give you we'll give the winner of this a million bucks, you know. Yeah. I would I would watch then get Adam Dunn out there, you know, that Ryan would be- Howard get get you know bring some of these guys back. They don't care. That would be cool if it was just like eight guys like in a turn a tournament of eight like like retired guys who were just known for mashing. Yeah. yeah. I see. I would, yeah, I would watch that. Um, but yeah, you know, to your point, Jeremy, about not, you know, looking at the all-star teams and worst guys this year, I feel like, uh, you know, they haven't named all of like the replacement guys yet for guys who get injured or whatnot. I don't, I don't think sure. the rosters are completely set. Um, so, you know, to take it back to the beginning as LeBron James would say, uh, that's an untold story, uh, you know, <laughs> right now. So, you know, uh, I guess, you know, it, we'll, we'll see. We can, you know, I, I guess we'll talk about it. What is the All-Star game? Next week, Wednesday? Um, yeah, it's a week from yesterday, I believe, yeah. Ah, okay, perfect. So, yeah, we'll, uh, I guess we'll have an answer next week. Yeah, fair enough. Um, by the way, um, I'm just, Kyle Gibson, he, I know he's having a good year, but that maybe he's the worst guy than <laughs> the American League team. But he, Yeah, uh, if, we, yeah. if we did this episode three or four years from now, uh, yeah, we would probably pick him for sure. Yeah, yeah, fair, totally fair. Um, all right, Jack. Well, let's uh, let's wrap things up, um, and uh, we'll 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 get on to the next episode. All right, sounds good. For Rain Delay Theater, I'm Jack Sokowski. and I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time.